You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. BetMGM tonight. When the lion roars, we come knocking on the doors. The glass man, PJ Glasser. He's clear as day. It's clarified. If I was a Marvel character, I'd be glass man. You'd be the glass man. All right, Sean, it is time to go off the glass now, and today we are going to preview the Pac-12, because, you know, I feel like the Pac-12 doesn't get enough love, right? And the conference does it to themselves, because nobody can watch the Pac-12 network ever. You can't really watch any of these games unless you either stay up late or you see them in these non-conference games early on in the season or whatever it may be. So I thought we'd give some love to the Pac-12 tonight. And you look at the betting odds on teams to win the conference this year, and to no surprise, it's Arizona and UCLA at the top. Arizona plus 180, UCLA plus 180. Arizona's 4-0 to start the season. Sean, they have scored 95 points or more in all four games this season. Now, the problem is they've given up at least 75 points in all of their games this season as well. That's why the total tonight against San Diego State is 164.5, but man, can they score. Obviously, people remember how great that team was last year with Benedict Matherin. They still have Azulis Tabellis, Omar Balo, Kirk Kreese, Pella Larson returning from last year's team. They also have Courtney Ramey, who transferred over from Texas as well. You're going to watch all those guys tonight. They're great. Tabellus averages 22.5 points per game. Balo, 18. They lead the way. I think ultimately what's going to be the downfall of this team long-term and into March is they don't have a Ben Matherin on this team this year, a clear leader, a guy that will just like refuse to let them lose those close games. And that's why I don't like him as much in March, but I think they absolutely are a player to win the Pac-12, and that's why they're a co-favorite at plus 180. UCLA, the other team, as I mentioned, three and two. They lost to uh, Baylor and Illinois, which you know that that's that's no slouch right there. Losing to those two teams, very well balanced team. It's not the best team that Mick Cronin's had over the last three years. Jaime Jaquez, Tyler Camber, Tiger Campbell are really the two names that people would recognize that are still on that team. But they have a guy, Jalen Clark, now who's kind of taken that next step. He leads the team in scoring with 16 a game. They're very balanced. They just get it done collectively. They're good defensively. Um, and Jaime Jaquez, man, I just talked about Matherin, how he's a guy who's good down the stretch. Jaquez is another one of those dudes that I like quite a lot. I don't like a UCLA future, though, in the Pac-12 because I don't think they should be favored the same as Arizona. I think Arizona's a little better. So if you want to bet UCLA, I would hold off until you get a better number on them. Oregon Ducks are third at plus 500. They're 2-2 two and two right now. Dana Altman, for my money, might be the best coach in the conference. I know Tommy Lloyd's really, really good. It's only year two for him, so we'll see if he can keep it going. 
But man, Dana Altman's good, and they missed the tournament last year. So you think they're due for a little bit of a bounce back. They're 2-2 two and two to start the season. One of those losses is to Houston, which, you know, obviously no shame in doing that. Dana Altman's team are always long. They're always athletic. They always play good defense. He always has an NBA guard, whether it's Duarte, whether it's Peyton Pritchard, whoever it might be. They really need Will Richardson to get going for them, though, Sean, and he just hasn't been that guy quite yet. Quincy Gurrier came over from Syracuse. He was a transfer. He was pretty good for them last year. He started to struggle a little bit this year. This Oregon team, though, they just don't put up points. They struggle to score, and they're going to be good defensively, but until they can prove to me that they can score some points, I can't back them at plus 500 to win the conference. Number four is USC at plus 800. Drew Peterson and Boogie Ellis, those are the two guys to remember that are going to carry the load offensively for the Trojans. Both average 15.8 points per game. The shocking thing so far early on in the season is Drew Peterson is one of the best shooters in the country. He's only shooting 28% from deep right now. So if USC wants to make any kind of noise this season or in the Pac-12, he's going to have to shoot it better from deep. I just talked about Dana Altman being a really good coach. Andy Enfield's excellent too. We all remember him at Florida Gulf Coast, obviously Dunk City. Those were his teams. He's done a really good job at USC. I mean, people were skeptical of the hire, and they were just wondering if it was a kind of one-hit wonder, and you kind of just latch on to a guy making some noise in the tournament. But USC's really in March Madness every year. They made an Elite Eight a couple years ago. Another team that's built like Oregon. He loves his players long and athletic. And they're a tough matchup for teams that don't see him in the non-conference that aren't used to the way they play defensively with their matchup zone and how they can attack you. But I just worry about there's not enough around Boogie Ellis and Drew Peterson. And especially if Peterson's going to struggle, I-, I don't like USC either at plus 800. Stanford's next at 14-1. to They are 2-2 two and two also on the season. They've lost to Wisconsin and San Diego State. San Diego State's State's team that plays Arizona tonight. They are really good. The Jones boys lead the way for the Cardinal. Mason and Spencer. Mason averages 13 a game. Spencer averages 11. Here's the key for Stanford. They don't have a player who's shorter than 6'4 that gets significant minutes for them. They have one guy who kind of comes in a little bit who's 6'2". But they are a massive team. They look like an NBA team getting off the bus. They're just really not that athletic, and they're kind of streaky shooting the ball. But, man, are they tall. They can rebound. And when they're knocking down shots, they're they're as tough as anybody. Stanford is a team I would watch out for at 14-1 just because they're so different than what you're accustomed to seeing with their size, man. You just don't see teams in college that are that big. So if they can hit shots, they would be a team I would watch. Colorado to me, is the wild card at 20-1. to They're 3-3 three and three this season. They are an extremely up-and-down team. They're very streaky. They've lost to Grambling and UMass this season. They've also beaten Tennessee and Texas A&M, who were two ranked opponents at the time. They have a guy, K.J. Simpson, who gets buckets, averages 18 a game, shoots 43% from the field. But, again, they're streaky, so they're going to be a team all year that kind of plays to the level of their competition. They can beat Arizona. They can beat UCLA, but then they can turn around and like lose to Cal or Oregon State. That's just the way it is with Colorado. So they're they're a Jekyll and Hyde team. There's a reason they're 20 to 1, but man, if if they can be more consistent, there can be a team that can be right at the top of the conversation for the conference. Arizona State, 25 to 1, is the next team. They're 4 and 1 on the season. 
had a really impressive showing out at Barclays Center over the weekend, beat Michigan by 25, uh, beat VCU as well. They have a big three. Their guards are very good. DJ Horn, Frankie Collins, who's a Michigan transfer, and Marcus Bagley, they all average in double digits. And it's no surprise that Bobby Hurley, who coaches Arizona State, that he obviously has good guards because he was one of the best college guards of the last 25, 30 years or so. Arizona State's got good guards. They could be a value play at 25-1 to as well. It was was very impressive watching them beat Michigan. So that's a team I would watch out for as well. And then you get to really these teams, Washington State and Utah at 40-1. to I don't like either of them. Wazoo's 2-2 on the year. They lost to Boise and Prairie View. They have four guys who average double digits, but they, they just they don't score enough points. They, they're not flashy. They don't do anything spectacular. They're not like Stanford, where like they're not a Stanford's at least tall, which gives them an edge. Wazoo's not special in any area, so I'm not uh buying them at 40 to 1. Utah, same thing. Nothing special with them. Washington, 50 to 1. They are uh three and one on the season right now. The Huskies aren't going to play anybody here in the non-conference except for Gonzaga. We see them square off with the Zags on December 9th. We'll see how that goes. But the Huskies, they're not going to be very good. They have a freshman to watch out for, Keon Menefield, best player. Shoots 50% from three-point range, averages 16 a game. He's a good little player, but again, Washington 50-1. to They're just not going to play anybody, and I think that's going to hurt them coming into Pac-12 play. And then the final two teams, Cal at 200 to 1 and Oregon State at 200 to 1. There's just no reason to even sprinkle that a little bit. Neither of those teams are doing anything, especially Cal. Cal could be maybe the worst team in the Power Five. They are abysmal. They're 0 and 5 already to start the season. They are a dumpster fire. So don't bet on Cal. So, Sean, I would say if I had to make a play, it's chalky with Arizona at plus 180. I think they're the best team in the conference. And then if I had to make a value play would be Stanford at 14 to 1 and Arizona State at 25 to 1. Those would probably be my two looks. You don't like the Beavers, huh? They're going to be better than they were a year ago. I can say that much. Oregon yeah. State didn't win a road game a year ago. They went 1 and 19. 1 and 19 in conference play. So the bottom of this conference is pretty damn bad. All I learned from what you were just saying is I could never play for Stanford. I'm like (laughs) 5'9", maybe 5'10", in heels, so they wouldn't let me on that bus. And Arizona State is fool's gold. I've already seen them a couple of years ago get all the way up to number one. Yes. That is number one, the number one ranked team in the country, and then end up being like a borderline team for the NCAA tournament. So I need to see much more of a sample size before I buy into Bobby Hurley's early season success. I was actually looking at – last year's final standings for the Pac-12, and I think it's going to look a lot like this year. Like Mm -hmm. last year, the top four teams were Arizona, UCLA, USC, and Colorado. And if you ask me right now to pick the top four teams in order, I think I'm going Arizona, UCLA, USC, and Colorado. I mean, Arizona is clearly better than everybody else. Yes. And I think just like they did a year ago at some point, they're going to end up running away with this conference. But it's not to say, as you point out, that on any given night, UCLA can't beat them, USC can't beat them, Colorado can't beat them. I think there's a pretty big drop-off after those other four teams. I don't believe in teams like Stanford or throwing any money at Arizona State. I think if you want to actually put some money in your bank account, even though you can't get great odds on them, play Arizona, and I'll disagree with you a little bit, maybe sprinkle a little bit on UCLA, right? Like, they've got the talent. They went to a Final Four a couple of years ago. 
They've had a tough early season schedule, but we're only five, six games into this thing. I think they get right at some point. So it's got to be either Arizona or UCLA to win this conference. I would agree with you. Those are the two top teams. I just worry about UCLA because they, they just don't have that third guy. You know, Tiger Campbell's really good, but he's not a bucket getter like a Johnny Juzang was or like uh, like Gio Bernard was. Guys that they really look to that could get them buckets. Jaime Jaquez is great, but he can only do so much. And if they double him in the post, I think it's going to be tough for them. Arizona, like you said, you got to remember too, Tommy Lloyd comes over from Mark Few staff at Gonzaga. He was with him forever. So they're just always going to be a really good regular season team. Their offense is just always going to be consistently great. It's going to be tough to keep them lower than the 80s or the 90s. It's just the way it is. They're a wagon offensively. Um, You bring up a good point about Colorado because, you know, the Pac-12 probably has the toughest road trip of any conference when teams go from Boulder to Salt Lake City and they do the mountains road trip through uh, Colorado and Utah. That trips some teams up. So Colorado always has that home court advantage when teams come to play them. And uh, like I said, I mean, they beat Tennessee and Texas A&M. So you see the ceiling, you see the potential of what they could be if they just stay more consistent. I mean, they can they can be a pretty decent team. For what it's worth, it's also one of the top three best college campuses that I've ever been to. I got I got Madison still one. I think the University of Wisconsin's as good as it gets. I got my alma mater. I love me some Lawrence, Kansas. I got KU number two. But bro, Boulder, Colorado, that place is an absolute utopia. And it's weird. I know we're talking basketball that they can't get the football thing right. Yeah, like you would think. When, when I was young, you know, back in my day, I remember when Colorado football, Cordell Stewart, Michael Westbrook, and that team was good, man. They won the national championship. I know this is a long time ago, but you would think that they could get things right at some point. But at this point, Colorado is more of a basketball school than a football school. It, it really is, which is crazy to think about. I uh, always wanted to go to Madison, hear nothing but great things. Boulder, I've been to. The backdrop looks like a painting. It's unbelievable. I just didn't like the the buildings, like the color of them, the texture of the buildings. I just didn't like that. But I thought the the setting in the background was great. Well, at least you're not nitpicky. At, at least, least it's something no, major. Exactly. Like the color of the buildings. I'm, the, the, it didn't have enough patina on the roof for you. <laughs> didn't enjoy it. Didn't have it. the right color bricks. I get it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.